0: Welcome to episode 30 of the Comfort in the Workplace podcast. Congratulations. That big strategy project has finally been approved and funded. And now you're being asked to manage this massive multi-year project. Man, the pressure's on. Some are excited about the possibilities. Others are skeptic about the ambition. And everyone is having trouble swallowing the price tag. So how should you handle your first 30 days? In this episode... I wanna talk about the importance of tying the project to a business process. I wanna talk about how creating a problem-solving machine will help maintain the right project pace. And I wanna talk about how important it is to creating an aggressive yet achievable near-term milestone so that you're creating a delivery mindset on the team. Okay, so you laid out this business case and of course it's tied the project to a business problem. And this most likely came out of numerous strategy sessions and I'm sure you've had presentations to executives and plenty of visionary executives chimed in. Maybe you had some, some big consultant firms come in and, and help you lay it out. So of course the business case looks great on paper. It's aligned to a strategy. You're going to solve a business problem and everyone's, everyone's real excited about it. So you had a small team of people, you had executives, you had the board, you know, everyone chimed in on it and, wow, this is where we want to take the company in the next, the next three to five years and this project is going is to help us get there. That's all great. But the question I have is, is it grounded in reality? Is it grounded in the problems that the organizations have in today, not the problems that the executives see, and not the way that they're looking at market analysis and seeing how they line up and seeing, you know, where their expenses are and and how they're how they're delivering, how they're going to market with with different with different products. No, no, no. I'm talking about multiple layers down, in middle management. You know, is this project going to solve the real pains in the or, in the organization? So it's it's one thing to have that executive sponsorship. But the real success, particularly for a project of this type, is adoption and support. So your executive sponsorship is really important up front, absolutely, and it needs to be maintained throughout the, throughout the life of the project. But you need to have adoption and support. And this is where strong change management comes into play. So for the first, in the first 30 days, I want you to find – senior managers that want to support you that want to support the project i want you to find senior managers and you don't need you don't need an army of them but you need you need a, you need a, you need a couple to to a few to a handful you need to make sure that you have senior managers that are excited about it they're excited about your approach they're excited about the strategy they're excited about what you're going to deliver and they want you to fix their problems they want you to fix a problem that they're having and they're willing they need to be willing to commit resource and engage with you regularly. This isn't, yes, great, go, go, get, it, go get it done. You know, Come back to me in three years and, um, and then we'll talk. No, no, no. You want people that are ready to commit resource today. They're gonna pull people from their day jobs. They're gonna tie them to the project. They're gonna engage with you on a regular, a regular basis. And they're committed to having your benefit, your delivery tied to a critical business process that they support that's that is support that is making sure that you're going to get you're going to get that that adoption and so you, you you're tying it to that critical business process and now you're measuring it so you're making sure that you have a baseline you're working with that senior manager to set to set the right the right targets and what this is going to do is this is going to serve as a framework for you to make decisions on your project because there is going to be decisions that need to be made. Yes, the business case laid out a lot and you know getting getting this funded and approved, you certainly put a solution in place and you said how you're going to how you're going to deliver and everyone's real excited about that. But we all know there's, there's going to be things that change. There's going to be things that come up. And you need to have a decision framework that, that, that helps you. And so making sure that you're setting your, your baseline, your targets, now there's a clear understanding of what those benefits are going, to, are going to be. And this also on the other side of that coin, it's going to help with your marketing. And so as you're able to deliver as you're able to move from the baseline to these to these aggressive targets that you set, that's going to be marketing material to help you gain additional support. So you started with a couple senior managers, but you want everyone to support this at the end of the day, right three years out. You want to change the way the, the the company's operating. You want to solve these 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 strategic issues. You want to lay out this strategy, and you need to gain a lot of support for that, not just a couple people, not just the executive sponsorship. And so you in, in this case you are you do not take the build it and they will come approach. That is not gonna, that's not going to be be enough. Executive sponsorship is not enough. This approach what you have here. Um, you're going to make sure that you're tying your delivery to business processes, to business problems. You're making sure that the adoption's there. You're, you're showing that you're, you're measuring it and you're delivering value. And through that delivery, you're going to gain support. On the build it and they will come, at the end of it, the executive sponsorship runs out. Because what happens is it becomes a technology delivery. It's just a technology project. You're just delivering a new set of technology. Um, you're, not, you're not changing um, a business process. And, and that wears thin over time. So if you're talking about a multi-year project, two, three, four, five years out, um, that if, you're not, if you're not solving real problems, there's going to be some noise in the organization. There's going to be noise around that, that investment and that price tag and whether someone else can use that money more, more effectively or even a portion of that money more effectively. And that noise is going to chip away at that executive sponsorship. And then even more so, let's say the exec, some of the executives um, turn over in the middle of the project. If you have that senior management support up front – and you're starting to build that adoption and support. It doesn't matter what the, what new executives come in, um, that support's already going to be there, and it's going to be very hard for them to, to back to back away from it. Um, so take this this approach. Make sure that you're tying it to um, a business problem up front. Don't wait for your executive sponsorship to to run out. Don't wait six months out. Don't wait 12 months out and say, okay, yeah, we need to build a foundation first, and then we'll get business support. No, no, no. Get business support up front. Get them engaged up front. Um, This way, that's that's when you have the most leverage. You have that heavy executive sponsorship. Now use it, get the senior management support, and then build more support through your marketing as you go, through your change management as you go. Okay, so now you have the executive sponsorship, you have strong business support, but what about the team? What about the team? And so this, you have to remember that this is a multi-year project. And so the pace matters. It reminds me of my my track days. So I, I was a middle distance runner. So, you know, quarter mile, um, half mile um, ty- type of races. And when you look at those kind of races, you know, I've got two kicks. I got two change of pace um points that I could have. There's two times in the race that, that you, can, you can really accelerate or really change your, change your pace without getting burnt out. More than that, you start getting, you start getting burnt out. And so ideally, you can time them. Um, so ideally, you could pick the times in your race, and you know what kind of training you have, you know where your strengths are, and you could pick the times that you... But inevitably, something's unexpected is going to come up. You know, Maybe somebody bumps into you you know, or maybe there's someone cutting cutting you off, or maybe you, you you trip at some point in the race, or you you have a little bit of a misstep, and then you need to accelerate to get back to get back into position. Well, that's one. That's a, that's that's one of your your two kicks. And probably you want to save one for the end. And let's say something else unexpected comes up. Now you're dragging yourself across the finish line. Or let's say you had um, a, a, one of your kicks up front. You really ran all out at the beginning to try to to try to get out ahead. And then something unexpected happens. Well, that's two. And so now you're really dragging yourself across the, across the finish line. And the same goes with a multi-year project. So I know there's excitement. I, I mean, you got to work hard to get a project like this approved and funded. It's a tough process. There's so many iterations and decks and presentations and side conversations and just trying to sell people on the idea and sell people on the approach and then adjusting to appease this person or adjusting to appease that person and try to get their support. And oh, what about this? And oh, this change. And oh, like we gotta wait six more months. And you got it on the table. We gotta wait for this. Um, you know, this board meeting. I mean, it's a long, tough process to try to get this approved and funded and funded. And so it's natural to be excited and wanting to jump in. I mean, you you want to get to work. You finally, okay, we got there. There's this 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 uh, this relief and this excitement. Let's get going. But remember, you got to pace yourself. You don't want to burn out up front. And at the same time, you probably have a season. You probably as you're going through this, you're probably developing a seasoned group of leads. You know, so you got some seasoned people that know how to deliver. You got some seasoned people that know about the issues in the organization and they know how much work is ahead. They know it's a lot of work. They know it's going to be tough. And so naturally, they're going to want to be they're going to want to get started. They're anxious. They want to get going. They want to get going with it. But you need to set the right tone and the right the right culture up front. And so for me, I think you need to create a problem-solving machine. And so what 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 do I mean by this? So what I mean is that the best project plan in the world, the best resource plan in the world. For a multi-year project, too much is going to change. There's going to be things that come up on the project. There's going to be issues that come up on the, with the delivery. There's going to be changing to leaders in the organization. There's going to be market pressure or market changes that occur. There's always going to be something that changes. It's just too long of a project. It's not a 12-month project. So you can't just power through it. It's going to be a long process, multiple years. So things are gonna change. So what I mean by that, I don't want you to ignore project plans and resource plans. Those are those are very, very important. You need to have those in place. But you got to be comfortable with those changing. And so what I want you to do is I want you to set up a governance structure that puts issues and risks up front. Put the issues and risks up front and get the team used to focusing on those Working together to, to solve the issues, working together to recognize and mitigate the risks, put that up front, even before the project plans and milestones and resource plans. Um, get the team used to to change and to tackling pro- to tackling problems. This is the best way for you to create a sustainable pace. Get the team used to not just. Powering through on on a, on a particular delivery, but get them used to change. Get them used to churning through the issues, churning through the the risks, working together. Empower them. Push it down. Let them tackle the issues. It's not them just putting it on, putting it on you, um, or putting it on the executive sponsorships. Um, the, hey, just identify this issue. Identify this risks. No, no, no. S- create cross teams. Get them together. Get them used to pro- get used to problem solving. This will help you create a culture for the long run. And now I don't want you to ignore project milestones in delivery, not at all. And so the third thing I want you to do in these first 30 days is I want you to set an aggressive yet achievable milestone within the first six months. So deliver something, make sure it's usable, make sure some business person is, is excited about it. But what you want to do is you want to get the team into a delivery mindset. I mean, you could have the most clever team in the world. They could, uh, they could be great at presentations. They could have slick solutions. I mean, man, they could think it all through. Um, but if you get a rep of taking too long to deliver, or if you get a rep where you need perfection in in order to in order to deliver, that you're going to lose support quick. You're going to start to lose support. Um, so you you have to you, you do have to remember that. You know this is a, a strategy project, and you got to think strategically, but you have to make sure that you're delivering incrementally. Um, and it reminds me of a strategy project that I was a lead on. You know, we, we did this um, at the, right at the beginning. We set an aggressive milestone, and everyone thought everyone on everyone thought that we were nuts. They're like, what what the heck are you doing? I mean, most thought the delivery was meaningless. They're like, well, wait a second, you're distracting from the real delivery. You're distracting from the the strategy. How can you possibly deliver a strategy within the first six months? This is meaningless. What are we doing? Why are we doing this? But we did it. We pushed them. We pushed the team and guess what? It got everyone used to delivering no matter what, even if it wasn't perfect. So it it forced the team to make tough decisions. It forced them not to cut corners, but they forced them to prioritize. It forced them to get used to delivering even if it wasn't the most strategic or even if everything wasn't, wasn't solved in that, that particular solution. It forced them to focus on solving something and delivering and then solving something else and delivering and then solving something else and delivering. And so you're, you're never gonna have everything solved. It's just impossible. Things change too quickly. Things change too often. And so what you want to do is you want to get the team used to delivering, then adjusting. You want to get them used to delivering and then improving. So deliver something, then adjust and improve. Deliver something else, adjust and improve. So when you get into this iterative delivery, you are creating the right framework for the, for the long run. And that that team is gonna is gonna get a reputation of being able to, to deliver. And guess what? Um, chances are after that team starts to deliver on, on the strategy, with that reputation, the organization is gonna start feeding it, feeding it some more too. You create a problem-solving machine, you create a team that, that, that gets a reputation for being able, to, being able to deliver, and that is a culture that's set up for the for the for the long run. So phew. Okay, take a deep breath. <laughs> This, trust me, this is going to be a fun ride for you and the team. I mean, you follow these three steps in your first 30 days, and I guarantee that you will create a feel-good culture on the project. I mean, it's going to be a culture that allows the team to use its creativity. It's going to have a sense of accomplishment, and there's going to be clarity on where they are delivering value. So don't take your executive support for, for granted. Use it up front, and create a culture that compounds that support over time. There is a lot of work ahead, but I know you've got it covered. Please join me in creating comfort in the workplace by respecting team members and demanding excellence.